Hello and welcome to Self Work. I'm Dr. Margaret Rutherford. I'm a clinical psychologist and this is this month's YGTG or You Get the Gist and it's all about the damages that self-help can do. Just a quick bit of information for you. I got on Instagram the other day and briefly looked through my feed, probably because of what I tend to look at and like is mental health stuff. What I viewed were posts from mental health gurus, and don't get me wrong, their advice is often practical and contains helpful morsels of their experience as clinicians and just people. But you can inundate yourself with reels and memes and stories and TikToks, so much so that you don't know which piece of anxiety-reducing advice to follow first, or certainly not which one is the best. That, in and of itself, is anxiety-provoking. Do you meditate and do the best you can, which some people say, except where you are? Or I just read a new article about how meditating the wrong way can be detrimental. Which one are you supposed to do? Which new book would be the best for you to pour over? Which workbook will lead to some kind of divine-like inspiration or drive? I've had to smile when I thought of the very well-known and very well-respected Mel Robbins' new book. It's based on getting up and facing your mirror and giving yourself a high five. Bam! Now, I'm sure there's more to her book than that, and I know many follow her devotedly. And it is true that often we look over the simplest ideas to help, as if simple is not as helpful as complex. So there you go. Slap that mirror and start your day more positively. Than if you were looking in the mirror and thinking how, you know, you look like hell. How can I criticize self-help when I myself have this podcast and I've written a book? So do I need to admit that my own offerings are part of the confusion? How can I give advice that says to stop the fervent search for the perfect advice when I'm also giving advice? It sounds a tad bit hypocritical to me, but at least I'm admitting it. What I think is a wrong direction or an unhealthy direction to go is to search for that one thing you need to hear, one more thing that will finally help you make changes. When that search is to soothe your own insecurity, then it just may be that after that one thing, guess what? There'll be another thing and then another thing because you can't work through your insecurity with more and more information. In fact, it's been shown that too much time on self-help sites or reading books or listening to podcasts, which stings a little, that can actually increase your sense of shame and insecurity. I have at times encouraged someone who's eagerly, if not obsessively, looking for advice or more information on some topic just to stop. There's a thing called analysis paralysis, where you can be so involved in the process of making sure you've searched TikTok and Instagram and Facebook and wherever else you're looking, if not the whole internet, for who has said what about what, and you've become inundated with information. You're thinking about doing something and evaluating why it's hard to do and why it shouldn't be so hard to do if you only you had your act together and why you didn't do it years ago and why and why and why. And your analysis is paralyzing you with shame, with inertia, or just simple avoidance. And then guess what happens? Here comes another slew of whys. 
Another simple Mel Robbins idea has been helpful to many. It's called the five-second rule. Count to five, and then whatever you don't want to do or are anxious about doing, you launch yourself into doing it. I love its simplicity, but first... It's also very well known by writers that if you include a number of somethings in a post, its readership will go up. Five things to remind yourself, three tips for success, seven things you should look for in a partner. Readers soak up information that's organized and has steps that if you follow, you'll be happier. (laughs) Well, not so fast. I love this distinction that Mark Manson makes, and I've got the article if you want to read the whole thing in the show notes. People who are already pretty organized and happy enough are much more likely to be able to pull that off, meaning they can use the information from those lists productively. He calls this group the okay to great group, meaning they're coming from an okay place. They just want to be great. They see the things they're not doing as ideas, helpful suggestions, directions to go. People who aren't doing as well, what he calls the bad okay people, those going from a life that's really bad to simply wanting an okay life, will often perceive these steps as things they should have thought of themselves, as evidence of their inferiority. So I love Manton's advice here. By the way, he's a really famous author and blogger that's had a lot of success giving out very practical advice and happen to like his advice. I happen to agree with him. And he says, and I quote, The irony here is that the prerequisite for self-help to be effective is the one crucial thing that self-help cannot actually help. Accept yourself as a good person who makes mistakes. Let me read that sentence again. I just loved it. The irony here is that the prerequisite for self-help to be effective is the one crucial thing that self-help cannot actually help, to accept yourself as a good person who makes mistakes. Now, let me get to my point. Search all you need to. Sometimes the message has to come from just the right person or source for you to get it. But also try to be aware if you're in analysis paralysis. And if you're digging for and devouring so much information that you'll get lost in it. And instead of helping yourself, you may actually be tying yourself up in thought and worry. One thing, see, here comes advice. One thing I suggest to folks about making decisions that will lead to change, you can never know what you'll know tomorrow. All you know is the info you have in your head, your heart, and your gut today. This hour, this moment, consider, weigh things out, talk with trusted friends, get on whatever social media you need to and look for guidance, but ultimately, the choice is yours. I think it's good to take some time away, spend some time in the quiet, or whatever helps you find a calm place. And make a decision that fits the information you have today, and that is the best you can do. And if you deem your action or choice later as wrong or a mistake, as Mr. Manson might say, then that's okay. You can accept that. There's absolutely no way to know how you'll feel in the future. All you know is today. And, a la Mel Robbins, and with all due respect... Give yourself a high five first thing in the morning after you count to five and get up and then listen to your own counsel and act. Take care of yourself. Thank you, as always, for being a listener at Self Work. 
You can subscribe at drmargaretrutherford.com and get my weekly podcast, my YGTGs, and my weekly blog post. It's an easy way to keep up with me. That, again, is drmargaretrutherford.com. Or you can email me at askdrmargaret at drmargaretrutherford.com or be sure and send me a voicemail over the SpeakPipe app, which you can find on the website or here in your show notes. I'm very grateful you were here. Please take very, very good care. I'm Dr. Margaret. And this has been YGTG on Self Work.